welcome to Victory Church. This is our worship service number 131, March 31st, 2019. Everybody, welcome. Let's pray. Please stand up and let's give thanks to our good Lord. Dear Father, we are so happy to be alive. We are so happy, Lord, to be in your presence, ready to worship you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Good. 
What is that storm? What is that thing that you are going through? I would like to invite you. Lift up your hands and give it to God. Lift up your hands and give it to Him. Say, Lord, I, I can't carry this by myself, on my own. I just can't. It's way too heavy for me. I just don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I need you, Lord, and I am tired, overwhelmed. I give it to you, Lord. I give it to you, Father. Without you, Lord, I, I can't do life. I can't do this. I just can't. I need you so much, Lord. Come and rescue me, Father, and I will praise you. In the storm, I will lift my hands to you, Lord, every day and every night. And you will take my tears, Lord, tears of desperation. You will take these tears and transform my sorrow and sadness into joy. You can do that because you are God. That's why I worship you, Lord. That's why I lift up my hands to you. That's why I open my heart. That's why I am here, Lord, to worship you and adore you and surrendering to you, Lord. You are my hope. You are my refuge. You are my everything, Lord. Not people, not things, just you, Lord. No one can do what I need but you. I need you, Lord. I give you my heart one more time, Lord. And I am here surrendering to you, Lord. Acknowledging that I can't carry this anymore. 
I give it to you, Lord. I let it go, Father. And I ask you to fill me with your Holy Spirit right now, Lord. Bring more of your presence among us, Lord, as, as we pray, Lord, that in this place, everywhere people are listening, your holy glory descend upon us, Lord, to touch us and fill us with this wonderful presence, your presence, Lord, yourself, your spirit, to bring the holiness and sanctification that we need, Lord, to redirect our eyes to you, Lord to refocus on you, Lord, because you deserve our adoration, Lord. You deserve, Lord, that we surrender to you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for filling our hearts with your presence now. In the name of Jesus, thank you. Thank you for the time that you are investing watching this video from Victory Church. We hope that you will enjoy it. What to do when God says no? That's the title of our message of today, March 31st, 2019. And have you, have you heard from God one day, no? <laughs> have you heard that answer from him? Well, I want to share with you some things very, very interesting. For our viewers and listeners, we want to invite you to go to the website, vchurch.us. And if you go to the website, if you look for the button bulletins, as you can see now in the screen, you click there. And as soon as you click, you will have a list of all the bulletins that are available digitally. So you can go and pick the one for today that is already there on the server and just download it. We say hello to our viewers on Facebook, and Vimeo, YouTube, Twitter, Pinterest even, Instagram, and Periscope. Of course, our viewers, viewers live on Roku. Thank you for watching, and of course, our listeners in, in the podcast. Thank you to every one of you. And uh, let's go to the message of today. Ready? You have your bulletin. Let's be ready for write some good stuff there. Okay. The scripture of today is Jeremiah 33. Three. Do you want to read it with me? Let's go all together. Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and mighty things which you do not know. We read in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Call to me. This is the first thing that this scripture is telling us. Unfortunately, it's not what we do. You know, when we go through a difficulty... You know what is the first thing we do? We call somebody that we know. We call a friend. We text somebody immediately asking for help. And you know what? What is the Lord saying in this message, in this particular scripture? Call to me. Whenever you are going through a difficulty this week, let's, let's get it right. The first thing that you're going to do whenever you face a difficulty is you are going to pray. You are going to call the Lord. Lord, I'm going to reach out to you immediately. As soon as you get into the trouble, you immediately will talk to the Lord and say, Father, help me, please. Help me here, is what your word says. That his promise is that he will answer to us. He will answer. But in order to receive the answer, we need to wait. And here's the problem, my friends. Slowly we get into trouble. You know, slowly we stop coming to church. 
Slowly, we stopped reading the Bible, right? Slowly, we stopped praying, correct? Slowly, we stopped singing to God. Slowly, we don't give any money to God. Slowly, we don't serve God anymore. You see, it's a slow process, how we go away. But suddenly, when we are here in the corner, in the midst of the problem, we call to the Lord, but we want the answer how? <laughs> Do you think it's fair? I'm not saying the Lord is vindictive, but it's in his supernatural nature to do things slowly. Look at the earth, how the earth moves. Rotation and translation. A life, a plant, everything takes time. Therefore, when you are in the middle of the trouble this week, or whenever you are in trouble, you call to the Lord, and then you need to wait. He will answer to you, but you have to wait. Because he will do something amazing in your life. Now, here's the deal. He will tell you great and mighty things. It's a promise. What is the meaning of great and mighty things? Well, basically, is that if they are great things, you have to listen. If it is just anything, well, you don't have to listen. With hearing, will be okay. <coughs> what TV station are you watching? Channel 3. Okay. You are hearing, right? What channel did I say? 3. three. Well, you, are, you, you heard it. You know, but you don't need to pay too much attention to hear the answer. Channel 3, right? But if, it, if it's something complex in your life, please try to follow the idea. If it's something complex in your life that requires a complex solution, it's not just going to be channel three answer. Hearing is not good enough. You have to listen. You have to pay attention to him. And when he is giving you the answer, please listen carefully. When he is giving you the answer, write it down. The Lord will give you fabulous solutions to your problems. But you have to pay attention, wait, and when you are ready, write it down. He is so creative. He has so many great ideas to share with all of us. But he is expecting, he is expecting us paying attention, writing things down. That is the explanation for that part of the verse. And, and it says things that you don't know. So if it's something that you don't know is totally new to you, you see, it's new to you. But if you are in the midst of a situation, you are praying, God, help me. Tell me what to do. First of all, you don't want to wait. Second, you are not paying attention to what he's saying. And then you want to do again the same things that you already tried that didn't work. No. It's going to be something new to you. New to you. Have you seen the, the movie Master and Commander? Russell Crowe? It's the story of a ship. And this guy is the captain of the surprise ship. It's a wonderful movie to watch. And they are talking about the Akron, which is the ship from the enemy. 
and they have a model of the Akron, and they are studying the model. You know, I'm talking about the 17, 1800s, <laughs> the model of a ship, and they are sharing, you know, he, the captain, is sharing with all the other officers about this ship. They observe the shape of the ship. And then he says, this is the future, what a modern age we live in. And it's so cute when you think about it. He says, it's the future. It's the future. Because we are here right now, you know, going to Mars and whatnot. It, that's the future, really, a, a boat? <laughs> but in that moment, it was the future. How many things have been done in life thanks to people that are paying attention that get it that something new is going to come to them? How many inventions? The Lord can give you a new invention. The Lord can give you a great idea. The Lord can do those things because he has no limits. But it has to be something new to you. Solutions to your problems new to you. Now, somebody asked me one day, are there any examples in the Bible about God saying no to some people? Because that is the, the topic today. What to do when God says no? So are there any examples? And the answer is yes. I'm going to give you today nine examples. They are all listed in the bulletin. Let's go with the first one. Are you ready? The first one is Adam. Do you remember the Lord said to Adam, I don't want you to eat this fruit. So here, later when they did it, in Genesis 3, 17, the Lord said to him, I command that you not to eat from that tree. He, I told you no. Don't do it. That's the first Time that the, God, the Lord God said no. The second time happened to Abraham. You know, you remember the promise to Abraham? The promise was, you will have many descendants. And then they came up with this wonderful idea to give another woman to him. That, mm -mm. So the Lord says to him in Genesis 17, 19, No, I said that your wife Sarah will have a son. What are you doing? Second example. Third example is a prophet. This prophet was a corrupt prophet, and he wanted to curse Israel. And the Lord God said to him, no, don't go with them. You must not curse those people. They are my people. You see, Adam, Abraham, a prophet. The fourth example, it's David. You know, David had a great idea. The Lord showed him that he could be the one providing for a temple for God. You remember with Moses, it was a tabernacle with everything on it. But here's the Lord telling somebody, go and tell this to my servant David. The Lord says, David, you are not the one to build a house for me to live in. No, it's a good idea, but no. But God... I thought that uh, you wanted me to build a temple, David thought. Later in chapter 28, verse 3, the Lord said to David, David, no, <laughs> you must not build a house for my name. You must not do that because you are a soldier and you have killed many men. It's a great idea, but no, it's not for you to do it. Somebody else will do it. 
So you see, that's the answer. The Lord can say to people, no. He has a reason why he says no. Whatever, you, you, whatever is what you are going through today, maybe you are thinking, I have to do it and push and push it. Well, the question is, is that God's will or is your will? Is what you want or what he wants? You see that? Next example, the Lord Jesus is telling his disciples something that the people in Israel, in Jerusalem, wanted. They wanted a miracle. Luke eleven twenty nine. The crowd grew longer and larger. Jesus said, the people who live today are evil. They asked for a miracle, but for as a sign from God. But no miracle will be done to prove anything to them. The only sign will be the miracle that happened to Jonah. That in the third day, the Lord Jesus will be risen. So some people say, if God does this for me, then I will believe for him, in him. I will believe in God if God do this. And the Lord said, I'm not going to do that for you. What do you think? You're going to manipulate me? <laughs> and the Lord's just looking at people, pushing that way, just looking. Oh, buddy, you are really confused. You have no clue what you are talking about. The only miracle you will have already happened. My son has risen and gives you life. Okay? So, miracle? The answer is no. You are not going to push me. That's what the Lord says to those who are trying to push God. Show me a miracle, God. Then I will believe in you. The Lord says, no. No. It's not the way to go. The other example when the Lord said no is the Lord Jesus in reference to Lazarus. You remember? And everyone thought, well, he's dead. He's dead. And the Lord says this. The end of this sickness will not be death. No, this sickness is for the glory of God. This has happened to bring glory to the Son of God. There are occasions where things are just going in some direction, and you think, well, probably that is what is going to happen, right? And then the Lord intervenes, and he says, no, it's not what I meant. <laughs> because he proves time after time that he is God. He is in control. He is the king. He is your father. He is your savior. He is your redeemer. He is the one who will provide for you. He is the one that will restore you. He is the one who will give you what you need. The way that he wants it. Not the way that you want. Not what you think is going to happen will happen. Will happen what he says will happen. And it's going to be awesome because he is great. And he loves you. And he wants the best for you. He has a plan for your life. Do you trust him? Do you trust in his name and his power that he will do something amazing in your life? That is faith, my friends. You know, God doesn't move because of tears. Everyone suffers in this world. Do you know someone that doesn't suffer? Do you know anyone that has the perfect life without problems? There is no such a thing. <laughs> Everyone suffers. All of us. You suffer. I suffer. Everyone suffers. It sounds like a grammar lesson, right? <laughs> Not really. Suffering is part of life. But the tears don't move necessarily God's heart. Faith is what moves the Lord. Do you have faith in God? What size is your faith today? Well, you know what? I kind of I believe. You know, I, I think I have a little bit of faith. Well, that's something. It's better than nothing. 
But the Lord says, if you have a little faith, like a little mustard seed, you will see and say to this mountain, get out of my way. You will see miracles happening in your life when you have faith, faith in him. Faith that comes from hearing his word. Faith in the name of Jesus. The faith of the Lord Jesus. Faith in him. He will do it. He is God. He is your father. He is the one who sustains you. He is the one who gives you life. Do you think that you are alive today because you wanted to be alive? No. You woke up this morning because the Lord gave you life. And he gives you life today and tomorrow and every day of your life because he is the giver of life. He is the giver of everything. Everything you need is in his hands. Everything. Whether it's spiritual or material. Whether it's a person for your life, sentimental life, or whether it's the restoration of your relationship with your children. A new job, a new career, a new business. A new beginning. Everything is in the hands of the Lord. And he moves by faith. Faith in the name of Jesus. The eighth example that I have for you in regards of when God says no is in Acts chapter number 5. You remember at that point the church already started? And here are all the Jewish leaders arguing the fact that maybe they will fight in against God. And there is one man that says these words. But if it is from God, you will not be able to stop them. You might even be fighting against God himself. <laughs> Some people try to stop others sometimes from preaching or doing ministry or serving somebody. But what if that is God's will? You know? What if that is God's will? People will try to stop some things that are, that are from God. And the Lord is not going to allow those things to stop, to be stopped. He says, no. <laughs> I have a funny story to share about that. One of my friends said to me, that was almost three years ago, that this, this friend received a phone call from, from someone and said, I think Gian should leave Odessa. And my friend answered, well, what if this is not God's will? What if God's will is for him to stay in Odessa? And here we are in Odessa because that was and is God's will. Sometimes people want some things and they are against God's will. A person, a business, a job, a thing, but it's not God's will. You have to be willing to accept God's will in your life. That is the eighth example that I have for you. But the question is exactly the same. What do we do then when God says no? What is what we should do? The scripture in Jeremiah 33 tells us that we need to call the Lord and, answer, and he will answer to us great and mighty things, correct? You know what is what we need to do when God says no? We need to talk to the Lord God and wait until he gives you specific instructions. <coughs> Regardless of the circumstances of your life, 
It doesn't matter how difficult the situation is, you need to keep talking to the good Lord and wait until he gives you specific instructions. Until that moment, you just wait. Wait on the Lord. You just wait. Oh Lord, but I, I want my new job right away. I want my new business right away. I want this healing right away. I want my new spouse right away. I want my new this right away. I don't want to wait. I want it right away, Lord. And the Lord says, no. We need to learn to wait on him. Trusting in him. Taking our time. Living where we are in that particular moment and place. Enjoying him. Do you realize how important it is that you enjoy God in your life? Guys, do you realize that? How important it is that you learn to enjoy God? I have said this before. There are people that tolerate God. There are people that they can put up with God. It's what they say. They think that way. You know, I, I can put up with him. Some others said, you know, it's okay, you know. I, I can hear God, you know, hear God's word once in a while. Yeah, that's fine. I can be with Christians talking about God, you know. I can do that. I can live with that. That is way, way, way too far from what I am talking about. I'm talking about enjoying God. Enjoying the presence of God in your life. Enjoying his company. Enjoying the conversations with him. Enjoying your time with him wherever you are, with or without the things that you want. With or without the people you want. Because the Lord God wants to be your number one in your life. And then is when it makes absolutely sense singing, I will praise you in the storm. And I will lift my hands. Then is with that song makes sense. I will praise you in this storm. And I will lift my hands. And then you see yourself. And the circumstances around you. They are not the ideal circumstances. What you will like. But you finally got it. You made God your number one in your life and you are enjoying him so much that you can say, Lord, you make me happy. You, God, make me happy. Not having this person next to me, not having these things around me, not the stuff, not the things, but you, Lord, you make me happy in here. Now, wherever you are, today, this very moment, not that I will be happy with God or he made me happy in the past. No, right here, right now, you, Lord, make me happy. That's why you wait. And when you are enjoying God so much, 
He will speak to you. Then is when he will give you specific instructions. And then you will really see what is his plan in your life. Until that moment, do not move. Do not make a decision. Do not commit to anything. Wait until he gives you specific instructions. Because he has a wonderful plan for your life. The ninth example. <laughs> this, is, this is the most weird example in the Bible about God saying no. You know, it, here is Paul and other missionaries planning going into Asia to preach the gospel. Let me ask you this question. Do you think preaching the gospel is a good thing to do? Of course it is. Well, guess what? The Lord said to Paul, no, you don't go to Asia. <laughs> he said no. Even great things sometimes is not the time or you are not the person to do it. He knows exactly when and who has to do what. There is nothing better than doing God's will in our lives. <coughs> it's the most wonderful reward you can have in your life. Knowing that you are exactly doing God's will. You know this, this is the thing that you need to do. And you, you learn to be guided by the Holy Spirit. You just know it. This is what I should be doing. I don't need to do this. No, I have to do this. I have to go here. I don't need to go there. Just being in the middle, in the center of God's will. It's wonderful. Is when we can say to the Lord, Lord, your will be done. Isn't it that what the Lord Jesus said in Gethsemane, you remember? The night before of his death, he says, Father, not my will, but your will. The total surrendering, surrendering of ourselves to God's will. There is a beautiful psalm, beautiful psalm that I want to read with you. Psalm 40, from the verse 1 through 11. I called to the Lord, and He heard me. He heard my cries. He lifted me out of the grave. He lifted me from that muddy place. He picked me up and put me on solid ground and kept my feet from slipping. Listen to this. He put a new song in my mouth. A song of praise to our God. Many will see what he did and worship him. They will put their trust in the Lord. Great blessings belong to those who trust in the Lord. For those who do not turn to demons and false gods for help. Lord my God, you have done many amazing things. You have made great plans for us, too many to list. I could talk on and on about them because there are too many to count. Lord, you made me understand this. You don't really want sacrifices and grain offerings. You don't want burnt offerings and sing offerings. So I said, here I am. Listen to this, guys. Here I am ready to do what was written about me in the book. It's God's will for you. My God, I am, I am what? 
I am happy to do whatever you want. I never stop thinking about your teachings. I told the good news of victory to the people in the great assembly. And Lord, you know that I will never stop telling that good news. I told about the good things you did. I did not hide these things in my heart. I spoke of how you can be trusted to save us. I did not hide your love and loyalty from those in the great assembly. Lord, do not hide your mercy from me. Let your love and loyalty always protect me. Beautiful scripture. But probably somebody wants to give his life to the Lord for the first time. Maybe it's you, my friend, watching or listening. If you want to give your heart to the good Lord, read with me the prayer in the screen. Dear God, I want to be honest with you. I am not the person you want me to be. But deeply in my heart, I want to be really close to you, Lord. I am hoping that starting today, you could help me to have a better new life. Please forgive me, Lord God. I trust that you will give me your blessing. I pray in the name of Jesus. And I believe that you already started a new season for me. Thank you for your forgiveness. I love you, God. My friend, did you pray that prayer for the first time in your life? You are my brother and sister in Christ. And I welcome you to the family of God. And like everyone here in the church, we declare every Sunday. Ready, guys? I am forgiven and saved by faith in Jesus. My life is going to be great and blessed this year, 2019. Thank you so much for coming up to church today, friends. Very happy to see you. And you are blessed in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Enjoy your week and be happy. Amen. so much your time invested with Victory Church in Odessa, Texas.